Yo, Chad, what if I told you there's a platform that could completely revolutionize your hiring strategy in a matter of hours? Yeah, I'd call bullshit. Well, it's not bullshit with AI for jobs powered by our friends at This Way Global. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, While everyone else is fishing in the same old talent pools, AI for Jobs can source over 160 million diverse candidate profiles. This Way Global has established unique partnerships with over 8,500 trusted diversity partners. So wait a minute. All of the hard on-the-ground work is already done. That's right, Cowboy. You can discover 300 qualified candidates per job rack instantly. Wow. It's like having a candidate sourcing magic wand. (laughs) Dude, if you had a magic wand, you would have Mexican pizzas all day. Mm. Uh, Stop distracting me, Sowash. AI for Jobs Advanced Matching Algorithm analyzes past applicants using trillions of historical matching events and over 1,600 data points. Now that is what AI should be doing, saving recruiters time on sourcing while they provide a white glove candidate experience. Let's wrap this shit up. I'm hungry. Listen up, kids. Revolutionize your hiring process today by jumping over to thiswayglobal.com and checking out AI for Jobs, where you can learn more about how to leverage AI for your recruiting instead of just writing poems and grocery lists. That is thiswayglobal.com. We out. You already know that Sovereign makes the world's best resume CV parser. But did you know that Sovereign also makes the world's best AI matching engine? Only Sovereign's AI matching engine goes beyond the buzzwords. With Sovereign, you control how the engine thinks. With every match, the Sovereign engine tells you what matched and exactly how each matching document was scored. And if you don't agree with the way it scored the matches, you can simply move some sliders to tell it to score the matches your way. No other engine on earth gives you that combination of insight and control. With Sovereign, matching isn't some frustrating black box, trust us, it's magic, one-shot deal like all the others. No. With Sovereign, matching is completely understandable, completely controllable, and actually kind of fun. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. That's right, kids. Hey, what's up? It's Chad, and I'm joined today, you lucky bastards, by Madeline Lorano, founder at Aptitude Research. What's going on, Madeline? Hey, Chad. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for coming back. I wasn't sure if you'd come back or not. <laughs> no, always. I've been busy, busy writing. So excited to talk about some of the new research. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've you've come on and we've talked about the ATS report. We talked about the programmatic report and you've got a new report that just came out. Which one is this? This is conversational AI. And we, we started this report last year. We published one around July 2020 uh-huh. during the pandemic. And now we revisited the topic this year. So I'm I'm pretty excited about this one conversational AI kids. 
<laughs> it doesn't get it doesn't get sexier. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Let's do this before we get into the actual report and we start teasing it a little bit, Madeline. Just in case our listeners have been in the fetal position or in a closet for the entire pandemic, <laughs> can, tell them a little bit about yourself. Sure. So, hi everyone. My name is Madeline Lorano. I am the founder of Aptitude Research. We do research advisory on HCM and all things talent acquisition technology. Excellent. Excellent. So this report has a ton of takeaways, but we're going to only tease a few because people need to, they need to dig into this in total. I've, I've gone through it. It's amazing. It's only 24 pages, which is, which is awesome. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit easier to get through than the applicant tracking system, 150,000 pages, which was awesome as well. Uh, but great charts, graphs, graphics. So everyone listening and your teams should definitely download it, read it, digest it and talk talk amongst yourself. So uh, you ready to jump in? I'm ready. All right. So one of the points I want to get to is that uh, the report talks about conversational AI is already prevalent in our everyday lives. It shouldn't be something that, you know, we find uh, obtrusive or intrusive or, or because we already use it. Yeah, we use it in our personal lives. I think this is very different than other areas of tech. Uh -huh. I mean, it's different than our programmatic conversation. I don't use programmatic in my personal life, but the, the conversational AI is something we use every day. Mm -hmm. We're using Alexa, we're using Surrey, you know, we, our weather app is, is powered by conversational AI, at least mine is, and we're, we're used to it. And it's an, the difference with conversational AI in our personal lives is it's truly an assistant, right? right. It's like, you use the, I need help with something. Yes. So I'm going to go to Surrey or Alexa and ask for help in, in a way that they can support me. And it's, it's that assistant that to me is, is really the differentiator. Oh, I love it. I, I tell you what, I, I remember when I was a kid and I we re remember, remember war games, the show war games. Oh yeah. Shall yeah. we play a game? So that, that wasn't, audible where you could actually talk to the computer, but there was an audible kind of like response from the computer. I always waited. I always loved thinking of voice to voice. And now when I'm in the car, I'll tell, you know, uh, my Google assistant navigate me home or navigate here, or I'll ask for, you know, questions for Google throughout the day. And <laughs> My kids hate it. My kids hate it because they'll come to me. They'll come to me for a question and I'll put, I'll pick up my phone and I'll hit my assistant and say, Hey, Google. And then I'll ask whatever question they just asked. And they look at me like, okay, I get it. For me, it is a part of, it is a part of my life. And I think it's a part of most people's lives. The, the thing is yeah. conversational AI in our space seems to be seen as a point solution. So first off, Let's provide some context. What point is conversational AI usually cornered into right now? And where are the other points? Yeah, I think it's usually cornered into the apply process or like the either the recruitment marketing process or the screening process. Yeah. It's like we're just going to use a chatbot. The candidates have issues applying. We want to make sure they get through the process. They're interested in our company. They're interested in applying for a job as a barista. And we want to be able to show them that there are other locations close to where they live, where there are opportunities or the screening process to kind of ask some questions to get through. So that tends to be where companies think that's where it comes in, serves a purpose. It's one thing and that's it. And that's really a chatbot. A chatbot can, can just tackle that one thing. Conversational AI and the way a lot of companies are using it today 
is continuous. It's throughout all of talent acquisition, interviewing, scheduling interviews, onboarding, helping a new hire say, hey, we're so excited you joined this organization. Yeah. Bring your lunch, bring your lunch the first day your manager's on vacation, like little <laughs> things like that, that, you know, people take for granted. So I think it's, and, and even the employee experience, internal mobility are, are becoming use cases. Yeah. McDonald's, we featured in, in the report and that's how they use it. It's end to end. Yeah. I, I think companies like McDonald's have been thinking out of the box for using technology for problems, right? And they're looking at problems and they're saying, how can we address them with technology. Conversational AI for them, and if you think about it, it is a heavy load to lift uh, to be able to provide a much better, much faster application experience, uh, which it does. But as you had said, many companies are actually turning conversational AI back onto employees. Exactly. Back to employees, thinking about internal opportunities, thinking about that employee experience, so I think it becomes very interesting. And it's, you know, Chad, it's, and we've talked about this, you know, before this report, mm-hmm. there have been acquisitions, right? This year, we saw some, some conversational AI providers get acquired to do very specific things yes. in sourcing or, you know, in, in kind of this one use case in interviewing, you know, Alio is an example. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that, I promise. Uh, <laughs> so, so the next one is conversational AI is completely transforming high volume recruiting. So this to me is all about speed, scale and experience. Yeah. So if any company is doing high volume, are, are we seeing pretty much most companies jump into this? And, and, and what is the impediment if they are not? It's a game changer for high volume. It absolutely is. And I think it's, it's the efficiency, it's the, it's the experience, but it's also a competitive advantage. Like if you're going to go apply for a job and it's quick, easy, you have a really cool experience, you already feel like maybe this is a company you want to work for yeah. and you're going to do that and, and possibly get an offer in a day compared to what that experience, we all know what the apply process looks like in a traditional ATS and you're going to lose people. And that's what's happening. Yeah. 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 Well, and I've also seen many high value or high volume organizations uh, focus on a couple of different areas in, in ensuring that that candidate doesn't go into a black hole, number one. So they get right. they get responses later uh, with new jobs because it is high volume. So they're constantly looking yep. for people. So you can go back into your database for somebody who just applied, who didn't get the role, but we have a new role, et cetera, et cetera. And also, this I think is huge, is the anti-ghosting magic of messaging. Because if you can continue to send messages to candidates who uh, are going to be on their first day, or even their interviewing, it, it doesn't matter, you can keep them engaged. They feel more accountable and responsible for showing up. And right. we like to look at candidates for why are they ghosting us? But, you know, we we on our end are, are responsible for ghosting as well. Yeah. And it's 24-7, right? So it's yeah. like that relationship can happen if someone's finishing a shift at midnight mm-hmm. and they work in a restaurant and they're interested in another opportunity, they can start engaging with that company at one in the morning. Yeah. And that's not going to happen if you don't have conversational AI. Yeah. Speed and scale. And then all the opportunities uh, around that. I think that's, I think that to me is so compelling, especially for high volume. So our, our next point, I think is a very big point and, and you, you definitely need to read the report and dig deeper into this, but the ATS and CRM markets can't compete. <laughs> Tell me about this. 
<laughs> I know this is a bold statement. I think a lot of people might not like this view is, that fine. I have, but I think, yeah, I, you know, it's interesting because there've been some acquisitions yes. um, that, and, but very few with real conversational AI. I think smart recruiters acquiring JobPal is, um, it's a, a very smart acquisition. Yeah. That's absolutely conversational AI. But for a lot of the ATSs and CRMs, you know, aside from smart recruiters, they've tried to build their own, which is just a chatbot. It's very transactional. Mm. It's just loaded FAQs. And, you know, it's, it's kind of one type of communication that they're just not able to build out um, what some of these other providers are, are doing that are true conversational AI providers. So I think for those providers that have tried to build their own yeah. or in that process, they just, um, it's a huge commitment. It seems like an easy thing, right? It's like, okay, why can't we can all build a bot? How, how can we not do that? But a true conversational AI is really complex. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, from my standpoint, it, it feels like the market is telling us something different. So stick with me here. So Alio and Maya received big funding, but yet they couldn't crack the market, right? Yep. Panda Logic just bought Wade and Wendy, but was that yep. off the COVID clearance rack? I don't, I, I don't know, right? So the question right. to me is, can conversational AI survive outside a core system? Alio is now inside HireVue. Maya is now yep. integrating into StepStone's total jobs. Yep. Uh, and Wade and Wendy inside Panda Logic. So th the big question is, yes, they do need that expertise inside the ATS and the CRM and these bigger systems. Uh, but for conversational AI companies, don't they have to be focused on getting in there quickly? Because it, it, from what the market's saying, they can't survive by themselves. Yeah, and I think for some of it, it's some of these companies took a lot of money um, before they were probably ready to. Yeah. And I think that part of it's kind of the growth. I mean, it's an exciting, like you said, it's like the sexiest area of talent acquisition tech. This is where investors want to spend money. Yeah. And they got a lot of money before they were probably ready to continue to develop. Um, so I think a lot of it is driven by kind of a, an exit, um, maybe before they were ready or we would have liked them to exit. I think where I see the challenges in all of those examples you're then limiting what conversational AI can do. It just becomes a point solution, right? Yeah. If you're looking at Alio, I mean, HireVue does first interview to essentially onboarding. That's where it plays. It's not doing anything top of the funnel. So Alio can come in and play in the interview yeah. spot really well. Um, if you look at PandaLogic, you know, there's a great use cases for using conversational AI for advertising and job advertising mm -hmm. and sourcing. I mean, it makes so much sense, but it's limited to that, what that vision is. Um, so I think that's, you know, to see this kind of end to end vision come out, it's going to come from a standalone provider. Yeah, yeah. I would also believe, this is just my thoughts, that HireVue needed something more to expand because they're going to yeah. have to take on the ATS and the CRM and become a much larger system. The question is, and knowing that right now it's being used as a point solution, could they not supercharge that conversational AI later and, and really spur more business. I mean, I, that's, I, yeah. I think it's, there's just a, a huge opportunity that's being missed by most companies right now. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it's going to be very interesting because now we're kind of left with very few providers that haven't been acquired yeah. um, that are doing very well. Yeah. Like we know these providers that are, have done very well in the past year, they continue to do well. Companies are, enterprise companies are investing in them. Plus these acquisitions that have been made and all of these pieces kind of playing out with, with what's happening. 
Um, yeah. the pr- you know, the other thing we could spend like a whole podcast on this oh, is the pricing. The pricing's gotten so complicated, right? It's like you go and you're going to give an ATS deal, a CRM deal, and there's an add-on for a conversational AI for the chat bot is an add-on. Yeah. And are they going to try to compete with the pricing of, you know, some of these standalone providers? It's, it becomes really complicated. It is. And that seems like a, a roadblock. Yeah. What are some of the other roadblocks and or common misconceptions about these solutions? Yeah. So I think one, like a very basic one is chatbot versus conversational AI. And we've been talking about this, you know, throughout this, uh-huh. this podcast, but just at that very basic level, if you're kind of lumping the two together, I think it does a disservice for what the, the value and the potential is. And uh-huh. we kind of mapped out like the difference that we see one Kind of chatbot being very transactional and conversational AI yeah. being like an extension of your team, a, a true intelligent assistant. Yeah. And so I think the first thing, if you're interested in conversational AI and you're interested in what these you know, solutions can do, make that distinction. Make that distinction between just those loaded FAQs and a true um, intelligent assistant. And I think that's, to me, the first, the first roadblock. Mm-hmm. And then I think the, the other one is we talked about high volume and that's a game changer. But the, there are so many companies, very interested, financial services, um, you know, across a lot of different technology, a lot of, a lot of different industries mm-hmm. that are investing in conversational AI in talent acquisition for even to support their recruiters. So it's not the manager-led experiences, it's the recruiter-led experiences. And that's a growing area. And I think for so many people, it's like, oh, that's just good for high volume roles. It's not good for um, any of our, you know, professional hiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, the scale and the power, not to mention, you know, throwing all the acronyms, AI and ML and all that other fun stuff. I mean, this beast needs to learn. So you feed it uh, data signals, right? And that's what that's what the chat bot or the conversational AI does. It feeds the beast uh, with all the signals that you need to be able to make better decisions down the road. One of the things I really believe conversational AI vendors in general are, are, are missing the mark in our industry. They're, they're focusing on things like labels that I, I don't think matters, like chatbot versus conversational AI. Rather, they have such powerful solutions. Stop worrying about that stuff, right? Stop worrying. I don't care if I call it a chatbot, who cares, right? In this report, I love where you outline the impact on businesses. I believe talent acquisition professionals, HR professionals, and vendors, that is where you focus. Don't spend all your time trying to explain away what AI is, the difference between chatbots and conversational AI. Look at some of the things that you did in the report, the impact on business. I believe personally, that's where you focus because in business, I just want to get to the brass tacks. How are you going to help me get through this? Yeah, especially this year, right? It's like everybody is overwhelmed. They feel intense pressure. Like we Uh need help with these five things. These are the five things that we're really struggling with. And to be able to say, okay, this is where conversational AI comes in. And this is how it helps you to solve that. And this is what you're going to see, you know, in that time frame because of that. I think that to me, I think you're spot on. That's exactly right. It's just focus on what problems are you solving? That, that's what I want all of our vendors out in the space to listen, focus on you know the actual problems and the solutions. So I could sit and talk with you all day about this report, actually just chunks of this report to be quite frank, but we're going to leave this as a tease. So if somebody wants to download this awesome intelligence, right? Where do they need to go? 
Yes, thank you. So they go to aptituderesearch.com. It's right on our homepage. You can also email me, Madeline, at aptiturp.com, and I will happily send you a copy as well. Yes, and and again, I've I've been lucky enough to to already chew through this, get it, read it, share it with your team, and start to understand the power of technology as you need to scale at speed. This is amazing stuff. Madeline, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, have a great weekend. Thanks. Thanks, Chad. Thanks for having me on. You're the first person to see the report, other yes. than Paradox sponsored it, so they saw it as well. <laughs> but you, um, you're the first one to see it. So um, thanks, for, thanks for reading it and thanks for having me on. Always, always a pleasure. Appreciate it. We out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? A podcast. The Chad. The Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. There's so many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho... Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.